the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends. Are you buckled in, buckled up, and ready to uh, buckle down? <laughs> you know, uh, welcome to Come Together San Diego. Kaz here with you for two hours from 5 to 7 p.m. Uh, West Coast time. But uh, I just got to thinking about this is really the first broadcast that we've done live on Come Together San Diego with a different, quote-unquote, administration, a different governmental structure. Now, a lot of people would be concerned or fearful or anxious about that. I'm not. Uh, and we'll see whether this is warranted or I'm being a dummy. Who, who knows? We'll find that out soon. But I wanted to spend some time right now. I know there's some anxieties going on in the body of Christ today, and I wanted to spend some time allaying those concerns. What's going to happen? What happens to our Judeo-Christian values, our, our constitutional values as we understood and understand them? Well, we're going to spend some time on this show dissecting that. And at the close of this show, if you will allow uh, the words that are going to be shared with you to permeate you and saturate you, you're going to have a confidence and an excitement like never before. With that said, I want to introduce my two co-hosts for this entire two-hour period of time, and then I'm going to blow the shofar, and then they and I are going to start. My listening friends, I want to introduce you to Michelle Winder. She has a podcast called Unredacted Truth, and that's exactly what she shares. And, you know, uh, she says things because she has high up uh, people that, that that communicate with her, and she has insights that are going to blow you away. And we're going to just go for it today. And Michelle, how are you doing? I'm great, Kaz. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, you've been with me before, so my some of my friends who are familiar with you know what to expect, which is the unexpected. And uh, so ha- hang yes. with us there. For, for, will you be so kind? <laughs> hang with us there. And now I want to introduce to you another friend. I've been friends with these guys for over a decade each. And uh, Frank Shelton is a man who is a world-class evangelist. He's going to blush when I say that. But he has worked with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. He has worked in the government, uh, in in Congress, actually working. I don't know whether it's the Senate and the uh, uh, House of Representatives, but he was uh, a runner in his youth back and forth to the different politicians, providing stuff and and helping in various ways. Uh, And also his intimate ties, listen to this, his intimate ties with the the U.S. Capitol Police. And these ties go way back until uh, um, with, with his parents and uh, grandparents and grand-grand-grandparents actually to the days of Abraham Lincoln. So we're going to talk with these guys, and they have insights that you will not believe. Hi, Frank. How you doing? Hey, Kaz. It's an honor to be with all of you tonight, so thanks for having me. You, you, you ready to uh, open up the floodgates, uh, uh, Frank? <laughs> yes, sir. It's great to be back. Okay. And, <laughs> Michelle, are you willing and able to open up the floodgates and, and uh, 
present some unredacted truth? More than willing and able. <laughs> okay, well, what we do, I like to do sometimes, especially on pivotal shows like this, is the Scripture says during tri- trying and challenging times and also times of celebration, the Scripture talks about blowing the trumpet in Zion and sounding an alarm. <clears throat> if you look yeah. in, the book, in the book of Joel, chapter 2, it talks about those who sound an alarm and uh, uh, the, the, the captain of the host speaks to his people and tells them what to do and what not to do. And the Bible talks about them walking side by side without thrusting one another through with whatever darts they have. <laughs> so I'm going to blow this shofar right now in recognition of a trumpet blast that God wants his kids to hear and, uh, uh, and prepare as a result of that, and then we will jump in. Is that okay with you, Michelle Winder? Oh, yes, definitely. Is that, rip. is that okay with you, Frank Shelton? Yes, sir. Then here we go. Here goes the shofar blast. I just blew the shofar in uh, Hebrew terms and in biblical terms. That means it's a time for either uh, getting ready to put up your dukes or being ready to uh, celebrate a feast or festival or be ready to hear the word of the Lord. Uh, I'm not going to tell you which one of those three this blast means, but you're going to find out as we go through the show. Well, we've got uh, maybe 10 more minutes in this first segment, so I'm going to ask each of you to kind of give it a very brief four-minute overview of who you are so people can know what they're going to be expecting in this entire two-hour broadcast on Come Together San Diego, and then we will dive in. Frank, let me start with you, and then I'll have my buddy Michelle Winder give her insights as well. Frank Shelton, uh, a brief overview. We call it the elevator speech, Frank Shelton. you got to tell, yeah, well, you got to tell evangelists that or else they'll, you know, about four hours later they'll go, is my time up? <laughs> well, I feel, I feel awkward. I really was taught ladies first. I don't mind if Michelle goes. It, it, it's just a treat to be back on the air with you. Well, I, I'd like to have you go first because that'll okay. tell Michelle how to structure what she wants to say. Yeah. Well, thank you both, and God bless you, and Happy New Year. So, number one, um, I was born on Capitol Hill. I'm a fifth-generation Washingtonian. Wow. My mother was pregnant with me working at the U.S. Capitol Historical Society in the Capitol, and my father was with the United States Capitol Police, and Mom was pregnant with me. She was born the 4th of July, but I was born President's Day weekend, and she went into labor, and she literally thought she was going to give birth to me in the halls of Congress. I joke a lot of my <laughs> friends come to tour our work, but some of us, few of us, there's a remnant of us that literally could say they were born there. Uh, I love that. Hey, well, your, your phone is, uh, your phone is uh, fading in and out, so stay close to the phone, and uh, you've got two minutes left. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that's okay. So I was going to do three things, Ken. With my life, I was going to go into politics, preach, or protect the president. And by age 35, I was able to pursue all three vocations. I did 20 years on Capitol Hill. I, I was the youngest in 30 years to be floor staff to work on the floor of the United States Senate. Out of 5,500 Senate staffers, only three of them were appointed by the Senate Sergeant-at-Arms to be a bipartisan figure to work for the vice president, who has, you know, is president of the Senate, plus all 100 senators. So... Half the day, I worked for the Republican side, the other day, Democrat. I was also a special assistant and speechwriter for the House Majority Leader of Congress. 
I was an aide to the governor of Maryland. I was a fundraiser for four years with George W. Bush at the Republican National Committee. But I ended up volunteering at four White Houses. It was Clinton, W., Obama, and three months of President Trump in different capacities. And then I stepped away by faith. And uh, my family are now five-generation consecutive D.C. cops. And when we talk later, my father retired number two out of 3,000 with America's police force, the United States Capitol Police. We have 3,200 sheriffs across America. They have a lot of power, and they're the top cop in the county. But my father literally was one of the top cops in the country. Graduated from the FBI, retired assistant, assist, uh, acting assistant chief of the Capitol Police. My uncle was in charge of K-9, a lieutenant. My granddaddy was a captain with D.C. Metro. But it was my great-great-great-grandfather who hand-carried Abraham Lincoln across the street from Ford's Theater the night of the assassination. Oh my. So we now have 160 years of Shelton's either directly or indirectly protecting Congress and the president, and that's probably a record. But we love Washington. Mom was born the 4th of July. I was President's Day weekend, and my son, who turned 12 this week, was born on Inauguration Day, the hour Obama <laughs> became president. Oh, my. So if you cut my veins, they probably bleed red, white, and blue. I, I love that. So one of the things <laughs> we're going to ask you to do, besides your ability to do impersonations in Ronald Reagan, which we'll do in the, in the top of the second hour, but what we're going to have you to do, you, you had an opportunity to be at the, <clears throat> at the uh, U.S. Capitol on the 6th of January, but God stirred you and said, don't go near that this time. And uh, you and I were going to meet up because I was there uh, as a representative for the churches of San Diego County, Godspeed magazine, and of course, Salem Media, and I was re- reporting there, so I have some insights as well. But so I-, I want you to give some insights regarding the Capitol Police that other people will not have heard because they are not connected like you. Now, I'm going to give uh, I'm going to give uh, Michelle Winder, uh, podcast leader of Unredacted Truth, the same amount of time, and then we're going to take a commercial b- break. And then, <laughs> when I said "buckle up," my listening friends, I mean it. Uh, okay, Michelle, you're on. Hey guys, I'm Michelle Winder, and boy, Taz could have let me go before him. That would have been nice. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm not nearly as impressive as this amazing gentleman, but I literally, I am a business consultant, and I just always loved research. God has made me aware of things early in the game, things that most people don't know, like the Federal Reserve being a private bank and all those things. But he literally, as soon as um, COVID started, he brought me into turning my lives that were about business consulting, how to start a business, how to grow your business, how to make more money in your business. And all of a sudden, this supposed terrible, deadly bus came on the scene. And I have enough scientific background that I was like, this is not about a virus. This is about control. This is about trafficking. And so I just wanted to educate my followers at the time. And what turned into two lives ended up becoming this huge thing where every day, Monday through Friday, at 5, I'm keeping people up on what is going on in the world because people are literally locked up. And mainstream media is so, you know, off that when people do watch it, they're more confused than ever. So my love for the Word of God, I have a, a passion for the Word of God. I have a love 
for um, neuroscience and the way that God created our bodies and our minds. And I believe that we should be using them all to the ability that he has endowed us. So too many people's minds have kind of gone to sleep and they aren't thinking about what they're seeing. And then they're in fear, they're confused. And so my whole passion is to not only make people aware of what's going on so that they can live in peace, but also to bring it back to, hey, none of us know. Our our last day could be today. Tonight could be our last day. So my passion is to make sure every person on this planet has a relationship with Jesus. Very good. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there because we're going to dig into this in the next segments. But my listening friend, I've got two people that are, uh, what do I say, dedicated, uh, sold-out believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, and God has put them in key places to know things. They're going to share some of the things that they know with you, and it's going to help allay some of the anxiousness and fears that you have in ways beyond your imagination. So, uh, Frank and uh, Michelle, are you ready for the next segments? I'm ready. Very good. Well, my listening friend, Frank and Michelle and Kaz, will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Well, hi, friends. Yes, indeed. Back, but I'm not back alone. Oh, no. I've got with me two co-hosts that... uh, are of world-class caliber. That's my observation. They may blush, but that's okay. I've got podcast, uh, podcast, podcaster of uh, unredacted truth, Michelle Winder, and she started out just communicating with a few friends, and all of a sudden the numbers escalated big time, so people are just uh, on the edge of their chair listening to what she has to say because what she has to say is certifiable information she's getting from high-profile people that uh, that uh, that tell her things and some of the things they say, and you can't share this, but I'll tell you when you can share this and so forth and so on. So she doesn't uh, make up stuff if she has different persuasions that are not based on those things. She says, this is my opinion, and so she's honest and transparent about that. But the other things that she shares with you are uh, the voice of two or more witnesses, basically, so they are credible witnesses. So you have to weigh and pray about what those things uh, are and how, how to impact how they may impact you but let me tell you the bottom line is good news is on the way and is already here and frank shelton is a guy who knows stuff from the inside out in washington dc because of his affiliation with the uh, the capitol police he's a worldwide evangelist in fact on new year's uh eve this year he thought he was going to be around washington dc and god had him in the capital of California ministry. He'll tell a little bit about that as we go on to this. But to Frank and Michelle, uh, it's time to uh, release the hounds, as we say. Uh, if you guys are ready, let me sh- start with the scripture, and then I'm going to kind of open it up. And uh, and let's start with the areas where I was involved with uh, in, in January on January 6th as well in the U.S. Capitol and what I saw, what you guys saw, or what you sensed as a result of what was seen there. But before we do, let me just kind of give one scripture, because my friend, if you're not willing to embrace this scripture, you probably ought to tune out and listen to some music station somewhere, it, because because we're going to be laying some stuff on you that you've never heard before in this context. I'm, I'm pretty much sure about that. But the Apostle Paul was ministering the gospel in a place called Thessalonica. 
And the scripture says the people did not like what he had to say, so they were figuring out ways to string him up and boot him out. And he had, under the cover of night, he had to go to a place called Berea. And here's what he said about that. He said, uh, those who were in Berea were more noble than those of Thessalonica because they searched the scriptures daily to see if the things that they heard were so. Now, if you're a person who f- identifies with a Berean as Paul spoke, uh, then you, this is a good place for you. But if you identify with a Thessalonican, there's, there's some other nice stations to listen to for this two-hour period of time because you're going to be hearing things that will offend you because you have believed the other news sources and you haven't gotten the behind-the-scenes truth. Uh, so uh, I'm going to give you uh, three seconds to make that decision, and then uh, uh, th- then Michelle Winder and uh, Frank Shelton and I are going to continue. Ready? One, two, three. Okay, I guess those are people are gone, and it's time for us to ex- excavate what's been going on. You and I were in uh, Washington, D.C., Frank, on the uh, 6th of – actually, you were around around the area, and I was there uh, on the 6th of January when this – you know, the, the, the Senate and the House combined – and counting the electoral votes and all that credola that was going on at the time. And God told you to steer clear of there, but you have some insights because your dad was the number two guy before retirement of the Capitol Police. What can you tell us from your observation? And then I'm going to have you stop and let Michelle tell us from what she understands of the same content, and then we will move from there. Is that fair, Michelle? Is that fair, Frank? Sure. Perfect. Okay, Frank. What what what's your sense of what happened on that fateful day when uh, everybody's proclaiming that uh, patriots stormed the U.S. Capitol and caused damage? What's what's what are you hearing from the actual Capitol Police and your knowledge of the environment and the situation? Well, you know, there's still definitely many investigations going on. Yes. There's no question about that. And and the backstory. Um, the, the two powerful people at play, as well as both the House and the Senate charge at arms, are very influential and have amazing careers in law enforcement. And both of them actually sit on and oversee the Capitol Police Board. Yes. So technically, the House Senate Sergeant at arms um, are not only chief law enforcement officers, if you will, but chief protocol officers. So they visit all the heads of state. But what's interesting is both of them were retired assistant directors of the United States Secret Service. Nobody knows how to establish a perimeter better than those two. Yes. Uh, they didn't protect county commissioners. They protected commanders and chiefs. <laughs> so to go from Secret Service to the Capitol Police, which literally, arguably, and since 1828, has been one of the most successfully guarded buildings in the world. Uh, getting in there is almost like getting in Fort Knox. And a backstory. Yeah. In 1998, it was actually one of my friends, Special Agent John Gibson, detective who was assigned to Republican leader Tom DeLay that was gunned down inside the Capitol. So they've had some problems, but nothing like what we saw. I had some friends literally on the ground, and they actually saw white vans come in and a police escort, which were not Capitol Police. And we both know those radicals and extremists on both sides of the fence. Yes, that they were literally screaming, these people are not with Trump, these people do not represent us. And I was told the same three white vans that they saw that day was, someone told me recently at a dinner, the same crowd and the same people were actually in a hotel that were uh, Antifa and perhaps BLM. My, my, my. Uh, one of my friends told me she was just in 
California, in Echo Park with Sean Foyts and was harassed on New Year's Eve in Los Angeles. And one of the Antifa crowd recognized her and called her by name and said, I saw you in Echo Park. So the one promoting light was also harassed again by the one that represented the dark. My. And they were wearing Trump hats on backwards. And yes, there's some Fruit Loops who will follow a crowd. But uh, in my heart, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the ones that penetrated first is not what it appeared on television. Very good. I'm going to have you hold off for just a second now and allow... Uh, Michelle Winder of Unredacted Truth to give some insights that she may have heard from her intel sources. And once again, my friend, Michelle is not telling you things that are happenstance. She has high authority of people in the know. And if she's making her own suppositions, she will tell you so. So, Michelle, any input on what you've heard so, so far from Frank Shelton? Yes, absolutely. So, first of all, I just have to say that if we just open our eyes, we can see that obviously it didn't happen the way mainstream media says. First of all, they're calling it this, you know, terrorist attack, just this horrendous thing. And we know, as Frank said, the Capitol is one of the most protected buildings in the entire world. A bunch of kids did not storm it. So that said, what I saw from the inside is my, you know, Bill and I have had a ministry in Hollywood for 15 years, what I saw was very bad acting by the police, as the so-called police, as well as these. when these Antifa came in, these police, and you know, you know, Kaz, I don't know, a lot of my viewers know, I've been involved with law enforcement for many, many years. Um, I've been involved in martial arts for many more years than that. And the thing is, police don't back up at the Capitol and say, don't come in, don't come in, don't come in, and they keep backing up and backing up. So it looked like it, it looked like it from, from my, some of the video, because I, I didn't make it that far, but from the video that I've seen, yeah. with one hand they're going, uh, come on in, come on in, beckoning in, and with the other exactly. hand they're going, no, 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 don't come. And obviously the crowd, the momentum of the crowd took people in, but also, uh, as, as Frank said, people with uh, Antifa hats, uh, not Antifa hats, uh, mega hats, backwards, uh, and uh, actually leading the way. So uh, further thoughts? We've, yeah. l- let me say we've got a couple minutes in this segment, and then we will continue the discussions in the next segments. So continue, Michelle. Yes. Well, what I will say is there was a, a video that went viral of a, a Capitol Police literally standing at the door and being backed all the way up three flights of stairs. What the viewer needs to pay attention to are the details. He clearly had a cameraman behind him filming this entire thing. Well, I'm sorry, but as Frank, you know, a a D.C. cop is not going to allow a cameraman to film this whole thing unless it was a setup. I have heard from very reliable sources that not only was it set up by Antifa and BLM, but we had former military who infiltrated Antifa months ago, knowing one of the reasons President Trump said, let's all gather in the Capitol. They knew Antifa would try to infiltrate and would try to take over. And then it was set up with, and this is going to be hard for some of your viewers, it was set up with mayor, the mayor of D.C., where Mayor Bowser, to, let, to have certain D.C. cops on that night who are along, going along with the plan to let these Antifa in. My, my. So it, let's, talk, well, let's talk about that in the next segment. We're running out of time here. Yeah. But now here's one of the things I want to... 
Frank to be able to defend. He knows uh, his dad in particular knows the Capitol Police and of their regiment. And so th- the way that the mayor structured it, the Capitol Police were at least two-thirds diminished at that point. So they had to cover the entire Capitol area with a minimal amount of people. But then there were the uh, uh, Washington, D.C. police who augmented, quote-unquote, the the thing as well. We're going to talk more about those things. Are you game, uh, Frank, in the next segment to talk about that and Michelle to talk about this further? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, my listening friend, I know you can tell we've opened up this humongous can of WORMS, <laughs> but we're going to dig into this because this is the news you're not going to get. People are, are, are violating the uh, integrity of journalism, but uh, you're not getting this, so we thought we would give it to you here. But remember what I said, receive all things with readiness of mind and search the scriptures daily to see if these things are so. With that statement, Michelle Winder and Frank Shelton and Kaz will be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. This is Frank Harper, pastor in North County. We need more of God this time than we've ever needed him before. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. It's been suspenseful, but you ain't seen nothing yet, my friends. I have co-hosts Michelle Winder with a podcast called Unredacted Truth at least five days a week, and she's been broadcasting even beyond that. Um, but also Frank Shelton, a guy with ties uh, to Congress, uh, the, the Capitol Police, uh, he's been tied to uh, the Billy Graham Evangel- Evangelical Association and, and worked with them in the past as well. And he is a world-class evangelist. That's Kaz's observation. Both of these people uh, have known me for mm, well over 10 years, and I know them. And they're both Christians, and I don't think they've ever met one another. Michelle, I don't think you have met Frank. Frank, Michelle, have you before? Not, not yet, but I certainly look forward to it. <laughs> Frank? Oh, it- it would be my honor, and Hollywood's a special place in my heart, so it jumped when it talked about, um, I commend you, because I tell people that church has been great over the years ministering to the poor, but they failed to minister at the powerful. So just like where she's helped with Hollywood, and I've helped with the Hill, I, I actually lead a weekly Bible study to state senators in the Dover, Delaware state capitol for the last four years, pouring in influencing influencers. And matter of fact, I had the honor in 2015, Kaz, I'm not sure if you recall, when Bo Biden died, the Holy Spirit gripped me and told me to get in the car and drive three hours to stay in the line. And I had the honor face-to-face to minister to Vice President Biden. I had a chance wow. to, to connect with Dr. Jill Biden. I met Bo's wife, and I even shook Hunter Biden's hand. And um, when I looked at the Vice President, he was broken. And um, I told him I met him 20 years ago when I was on the floor of the Senate. He asked what I was doing now. I said, sir, I'm an evangelist with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, and he was broken, and with tears running down his face, he grabbed me, and I'll never forget it, he said three times, he said, please, please, please keep my family in your prayers. When I exited the state capitol, there were reporters everywhere, and uh, someone grabbed me, and they said, uh, are you a Republican or a Democrat? And I looked at him, and the Lord gave me a word at that very moment. I said, sir, I am an American, and I am a Christian. 
And they said, where are you from? And I said, Maryland. And they said, well, that's not like right around the corner. And I said, no, I just drove a couple hundred miles in six hours round trip. And they said, why would you come? And I said, well, I didn't want the vice president when the bottom had fallen out to feel all alone. Right. And I wanted to tell him that God loved him in the valley. Oh, and right. when I saw him the other day, God reminded me, I ministered to him at his lowest, but at high noon on the inauguration day, I saw him at his highest. And more than ever, we're both called to pray for those in authority. Thank you. So, thank uh, you. Thank I've you, done Frank. my best to minister to both sides of the fence. Yes, you have. I, but yeah. that, one, one of the things I wanted to bring up, and then I want to set uh, Michelle free on some insights as well, but he, here's the difference between Christians communicating, and, and, and Frank and Michelle don't know each other, but they know the same God, and they are Im, Im, imbued and empowered by the same Holy Spirit. So we're not, I knew that, there, that two different people, two different points of view, there may be some, oppor- some opportunities to see things differently, and I knew there wasn't going to be a screaming match because I know whom they serve. <laughs> So, so uh, 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 Michelle, any quick thoughts on this? And then I'm gonna. I want to ask. Uh, uh, I want to ask Frank a little bit about the Capitol Police from his perspective. And you made a comment that perhaps some of the Capitol Police were in on that. I, I as I view the tapes quickly, I I think that there were people in costume that uh, may have. Uh, given an illusion that may not have been so, but I want your take on that, and then I want Michelle's take on that. But before we do, any comments on what you heard uh, Frank just talk about with uh, uh, Biden as vice president? Yes. So, first of all, thank you, Frank, because that's one thing, you know, a scripture that always stands out to me is, it's your kindness that leads us to repentance. And I cannot imagine a worse, happening in life and losing a child. I mean, that's got to be the lowest point in anybody's life. So I just totally commend you for that. And the way that I feel about what has happened to our country and where Joe Biden stands in this situation that we are struggling through right now has nothing to do with, I believe that he is was created by God and that until he breathes his last breath, he has an opportunity to repent of his sins and come to the Lord. And Amen. that said, you know, I won't bring up specific things about him, which are why i he's not my favorite person. <laughs> We're going to get into um, those things in the next segments. But, l- l- Frank, okay, there was a comment that uh, Michelle said about the, uh, the, the Capitol Police and the other police, and I, I know for a fact that... Uh, th- Two-thirds, let's say approximately two-thirds of the Capitol Police were mysteriously let go for that day. Um, so yeah. so obviously they were spread thin, and probably in the gaps wherein they were spread, you had uh, the Washington, D.C. police and other people wearing uniforms that looked like they were uh, uniforms of authority. Any thoughts on that, Frank? And then I'm going to have Michelle give her insights on it. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I do have to be cautious and careful. Um, you know, anytime there's an open investigation, had I stayed with the Capitol Police, I, I actually was there two years. And had I stayed, I probably either would have been a special agent on the dignitary protection detail or quite possibly the public information officer. Yes. <laughs> so even though I didn't stay to take that job, I really would have revealed that, man, he didn't deserve to have that job if I say something when there's still something going on. But I will say that I can have a, a, a backstory. story. Uh, the fact is we lost two of America's finest police officers who get, died in the line of duty 
Uh, one of them, because of the stress, took his own life. And matter of fact, his father was a former Senate sergeant at arms in the 80s. So um, we definitely pause and thank them for their service to God and country. Um, the other thing is, is many of them, the majority of them, fought valiantly. And um, those are the ones, it was a perfect storm. Not only was it less, my dad always said, sometimes right before an inauguration, because they're working around the clock, sometimes they've been known to take a little time off because they're getting ready with the world stage watching with the inauguration. Um, the, the one thing I would like to elaborate, but just because of time, and I don't know how much we have left, let me defer to Michelle, and then I would like to bring an important piece that no one would know about protecting the capital from the past and present. So I'll, I'll refer to her. Okay, very good. Uh, so you got y- y- the evangelist who is well, well-spoken and speaks frequently and often, um, has deferred to you. How wonderful is that? Michelle, what have you <laughs> to wow, say on what this? an honor. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. I appreciate it. I will tell you that I heard, so I have a friend who is, she's actually worked for President Trump for years. She absolutely loves him. And she is on the ground in D.C. She actually lives there. So she went around the 7th and actually interviewed D.C. police. And they said at the last minute, for some reason on that day, they were called by their chiefs and told to stay home. And they were never, it was never explained why. And then when they saw what happened, they were like, what's going on? And this was the seventh, and it was fairly early in the morning when she got them. She actually interviewed them, has videos and everything. Um, and, and they were like, we don't know what happened, but we know something wasn't right because no one should have ever been able to enter that capital. So he said, something was up. We were told to stay home, and then all of a sudden this happened, and we don't know, but they were definitely confused and said it should never have happened. Yes, yes, yes. Now, I'm gonna, I want to save your comments, uh, Frank, uh, for the last portion of this first hour, and you say you have an important piece uh, regarding the Capitol Police and protecting uh, the sanctity uh, of uh, the Capitol and the, the grounds. I'm going to have you speak to that in the last segment here in the first hour to, to pull things together. Uh, any other thoughts from either of you? We have probably about two minutes left in this segment. Well, I would just like to say since 1828 and its conception, their main focus was twofold. It was, number one, to protect the members of Congress, and number two, secure the building. And when it all comes out in the future, um, although the Capitol was breached, I have a dear friend with the Secret Service, and um, he actually texted me that day, wow, I can't believe they lost the Capitol. Um, the thing is, although the building was breached, um, it is important to realize, praise God, not a single member of Congress was lost in that um, whole episode. So that's number one. Yes. And uh, last week, I was contacted by the leadership of the Capitol Police, and they had a private thing on Facebook, and they were saying, we've gotten some wonderful comments, the department is fatigued and worn out, and they said, Frank, would you be willing to do a prayer and send it to the U.S. Capitol Police by video? And I'll I'll be honest, it was one of the highest honors of my life, and once again, the church has been good going after the poor, but this was one more chance. I had a privilege to minister to the powerful, and... uh, You know, I still believe they're the best of the best, and more than ever, I would encourage your listeners to not throw rocks, but tonight hit your knees 
and pray for the United States Capitol, please. My, 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 my listening friend, I hope yeah. you're, you're being in, in, encouraged by what you're hearing here, that there are responsible people at the helm in key places, while there are other irresponsible people trying to uh, violate those things. We're going to find out more about those things in this last segment of the first hour, and then we have the entire second hour as well. But, uh, Frank, uh, you mentioned uh, you were honored to uh, conduct a prayer in, in light of the Capitol Police in that environment. Uh, I'm going to have you open the next segment with elements of that prayer, if you'd be so kind to set the stage for sure. the next segment. And, Michelle, uh, same with you. Be listening and uh, hearing Holy Spirit to to see how we want to bring this first hour to a close. My listening friend, I am in, uh, thrilled to have Michelle Winder, uh, podcaster for Unredacted Truth, and Frank Shelton, a guy, uh, evangelist, uh, former uh, worker with uh, Billy Graham Evangelist Association and the Capitol Police, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, when I come with my team members right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on K-Praise. Well, friends, uh, set the stage for more fireworks and revelation, not only for the close of this top, the top of this hour, but also for the following hour as well. By the way, in the, <laughs> are you ready for this? In the next hour, we will introduce to you someone whom you, many of you who have been around for a while, would have uh, favored and loved. His name is Ronald Reagan. And if we could actually talk with Ronald Reagan today, what would he say? <laughs> We're going to find that out because Frank Shelton is also a, remarkable impersonator so we will do a segment talking about what ronnie might say under these present circumstances so that's coming up at the top of the next hour so frank you had talked about a prayer that you've been asked to present now help me briefly understand what that was and then i want you to kind of summarize the prayer and then michelle after that i want you to give some insights you, 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 we're all listening to the Holy Spirit during the commercial break. All of us are going, where do you want to take this, Lord? Where do you want to take this? So I'm going to let you, as you had this conversation with Holy Spirit during the break, Michelle, uh, answer that. So go ahead, Frank. Uh, give us a very brief overview of the request for the prayer, and then give us kind of a summary version of that prayer, would you, Frank? Yeah, well, again, with five generations of D.C. police in our family, um, you know, we were told to not only back the blue, but love the red, white, and blue. And, uh, you know, we just have a heart for law enforcement. So I got a pleasant surprise for two years when I was with the Capitol Police from 06 to 07. Uh, sometimes I wonder if I ever literally left the hill between politics and then the policing and then preaching. Um, but it was an honor for them. I got contacted out of the blue, and they just said, Frank, you know, um, we really need prayer, and it was humbling. They contacted me. I did represent all of D.C., Maryland, and Delaware with Dr. Graham. I did 10 of Franklin Graham's 50-state tours. Yes. So what, what did they, So they, this was recently? This was recently? So this, this was last week after okay. the, the riot on January 6th. And they I asked you to say a prayer over whom? Well, film a video of me literally praying for the United States Capitol Police that would be shared intimately and privately with the rank and file oh my. on a link that only they could watch. Oh and my. within 30 minutes, uh, without naming names, I had two deputy chiefs. We had special agents. I had officers just reach out, just saying this was just what we needed. Oh my. Um, 
you know. So give us it, give it us an great. overview of what that prayer sounded like, Frank, because I I want to I want to have was, uh, some time was, for Michelle to give I, us some I, insights as well. Yeah, Frank Sheldon, the video we did it on the first take. Uh, it was a week ago tomorrow on Sunday after church was over. I, I pulled out an American flag and I'm wearing a suit and my little cufflinks, and I just looked into the camera and, and I went eight minutes off the cuff. And I learned a long time ago, people are impressed by your victories, but they're inspired by your valleys. And what I shared with them, just out the gate, and I said, in case you didn't know, my father was, you know, a deputy chief, acting assistant chief. My Uncle Charlie, lieutenant, was in charge of canine, and for two years, I was a recruit officer with the Capitol Police. I said, that day, I was training Flexia's Federal Law Enforcement Training Center, and half of it is 12 weeks in Glencoe, Georgia. The other is in Maryland, and you train with the U.S. Secret Service, the Marshals, and the Capitol Police, three of the best in the world. And I was in the midst of training, and I prayed that morning, God, if you don't want me to do this, my word will shut the door. And I was running an obstacle course, and at 35 years old, because 37 is the cutoff to be a federal agent, and I was running a staircase and training it was 90 degrees, and I was told when you're dehydrated, your muscles are more likely to tear. I didn't know that. And running up a fire staircase, I heard a <clears throat> and I ripped my entire thigh muscle from side to side of my right leg. And I'm running wow. up the last 200 steps with a right leg that is dangling like jello. And with one left leg, I'm running up the staircase just with my hands. And as at the end of the obstacle course, I had a female sergeant that came around and screamed, you're a wimp, you need to run, 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 run. And she didn't know I completely ripped my thigh muscle. My body went into shock, and at the end of the obstacle course, I picked up a 110-pound mannequin, and you have to drag him 50 yards. But with no right leg, 110 pounds is heavy. I picked it up 10 <laughs> feet, and I collapsed. And I just preached in Alabama, it's not wrong to get knocked down. It's dead wrong to stay down. And I thought, shoot, I got to practice what I preach. And <laughs> I picked up that 110-pound mannequin and drove it 25 yards. It's amazing what you can do when you're focused, when you're yeah. anointed, and when the adrenaline. Now, I dragged him 25 yards. The, the air was spinning. Everything was slow motion. My colleagues are like, oh, no, what's wrong with him? And I fell this time on the pavement, and both of my elbows are bleeding, and I have a 110 mannequin over top of my body, pinning me. And then I thought, shoot, this is for America. My last name is Shelton. My dad literally helped run the department, and it's in the family, the Lincoln. And you know what? With no right leg, I got up, Taz, and I carried that mannequin to the finish line. And at that time, we collapsed for the third time, and the female sergeant that was screaming at me, her eyes are bigger than the dinner plate, and she's waving for the ambulance to come pick me up. She's scared to death. I think, bless her heart, I think she thought I was going to sue her, but that was the last thing on my mind. My. They put me back in an ambulance. I'm looking at four EMTs. I'm begging for ice, but I also now know when your body's in shock, they won't give you any liquids, ice, or water. Yeah. And my right. kidneys crashed. I vomited on all four of them, and they shut the ambulance door, and I remember praying, if you don't want me to do this, shut the door. They raced me to the ambulance. I spent 13 days on my back in the hospital, six days with IV, and they thought uh, I was going to be on dialysis the rest of my life. I yeah. said that in yeah. the video to bring you here 
And I said, you know, I tore my leg muscle. And basically, my time with the Capitol Police was up. And some of you today are torn as a department. And some of you think the best days are up. And this was the Lord. And I just said, I have good news. All these years removed, I'm stronger than ever. And I said, with God above and millions of people prayers and your hard work ethic, just like where you were torn today, you'll be stronger in the near future. Matter of fact, you'll be stronger than ever. And then I just prayed a simple prayer. I said, I'm going to pray what my pastor prayed for me, that you would know as guardians that God goes before you, he goes beside you, he goes behind you, he's above you, but best of all, he's in you. And your whole life, you have protected others. But my threefold prayer for you with the U.S. Capitol Police will know not only God's presence, the prayers of millions of Americans, but that God would protect you. And with tears falling up in my eyes, I looked at the camera and I said, tonight, if you are feeling as a department like you're a zero, I want you to know you're still my hero. And it fired him up. My, so my, my. Frank, God used my broken season to bless the department. Well, absolutely, absolutely. Now, we, we're running out of time in this segment, and in the next segment, sometime in there, I'm going to introduce a guy named Ronald Reagan and dis- discuss and discern <laughs> what Ronnie might say in this environment. Any closing part, parting thoughts here, Michelle? And then I'm going to have you help me begin the next segment, and then we're going to introduce somebody known as Ronald Reagan. So uh, would you be so kind <laughs> as to help close this segment, uh, Michelle Winder? I know, I know this... I had no idea how this broadcast was going to go, so it's taken kind of its own its own shape at this juncture. Michelle, any insights? I love it. Yes, because as Frank was talking, I just the scripture I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me just Amen. so lit up the room because that is a practical application and that's what the world, especially the younger generation today, they are looking for practical application of God's Word, and I've thought of all the times, and Kaz, you know a lot of my background, but I didn't have the easiest background, Yes, and yet I see how the Lord has made me so strong, so victorious, and it's literally situations like those which Frank just just so beautifully put in a picture where we're all with him, we're all watching, wait, is he going to quit, is he going to... I felt like it was a movie, just that segment he talked about. Yes. And that is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that is just, what a beautiful way to end the segment. That's exactly right. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. My friends, Michelle Winder of Unredacted Truth and uh, Frank Sheldon of etc., etc., etc. We're going to talk more about that. And Michelle and I are going to start the next segment. And then we're going to introduce somebody by the name of... Ronald Reagan and ask what might Ronnie say in these times are you geared up uh, uh, Ronald I mean Frank for the next segment yes sir (laughs) get that throat loosened up my listening friend uh, we have only just begun Ooh, there's a song anyway my listening friend Michelle uh, Winder and Frank Shelton and I will be right back this is come together San Diego the live local show on K-Praise more Come Together San Diego is just moments away. KPRZ San Marcos Poway and K29CR Encinitas. FM 106.1 North County. AM 1210 San Diego. K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on K-Praise. 
Well, hello, my friends. We are back for the second hour of Come Together San Diego. And the topic is uh, dealing with what's going on in the world today and in government today. But sometimes it's best to understand what's going on today to take a look at the past and see what had been premeditated by the bad guys in the past and see if those uh, strategies are still targeting Judeo-Christian values today. Michelle, uh, we're going to bring somebody on in just a little bit uh, that has, uh, uh, let's just say, Ronald Reagan 2.0. And, uh, yeah. and so, but, but one of the things, I'm, I'm going to be taking uh, my questions to Frank Shelton, impersonator Frank Shelton. Uh, 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 most of my questions are going to be tied to the Ronald Reagan uh, evil empire speech that he did at, with the <laughs> National Association of Evangelicals in 1983 in Orlando, Florida. Um, this was really pivotal because he really went between the eyes of the dangers that were going on back then. And you know as well yeah. as I do, those dangers were were only setting the stage for greater dangers today. Isn't that right? Absolutely. It's all connected, very connected. Well, one of the things that uh, that Ronald Reagan uh, exposed are things that uh, he spoke about in the speech. I'm going I'm going to quote a few things in the squ- the speech and ask uh, Frank Shelton, I mean Ronald Reagan, to extrapolate what he meant by those quotes. But um, he talks a lot about the uh, the government mentality and how politicians uh, may have selfish modes rather rather than the desires of the people who took them and put them into office. Also, he's going to talk a lot about the precepts of uh, personal freedom and liberty and uh, the government stepping in and uh, defining what those personal freedoms and liberty really are. And and we the people go, wait a minute, that's not why I elected you. These things were going on back then as they are now. And also, you know, the whole idea of Socialism and communism uh, were rearing its their heads back in his day as they are rearing their heads today. So I think it would be a good idea to get some perspective that happened back in the uh, 80s uh, during you know President uh, Reagan's time frame. And uh, this is going to probably set the stage for some of the comments and questions that you have as well. Any uh, overriding thoughts here about the things that happened? You know, you you are you are, you are uh, much younger than I am, but I remember those days. And uh, Ronald Reagan w- was a, a a major figure, a heart 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 cry for me because he said it like it was. And he started out as a Democrat, then he changed his parties. <laughs> so we, 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 you're going to see that. Uh, uh, Ronald Reagan, in his speech called "The Evil Empire," talks about the impending uh, dangers of socialism and uh, and, yeah. and uh, communism and uh, American politics. And uh, we're going to have fun with that. But he also talks about the abuse of children. You know that that's a big thing for you. And also oh, yeah. the uh, abuse uh, of you know redefining uh, morality and the people that are uh, you know uh, responsible for governing. M- morality are changing so any quick thought and any thoughts about this because we want to use this next hour to really dig into the dangers that are going on now then say that they aren't anything new this is a tactic of the enemy from times past michelle any thoughts before we introduce a, a guest from the past yes <laughs> yes so i will just say ronald reagan was one of my heroes and actually the i know more about him over the last couple of years than i ever have 
because he was one who stood against human trafficking. I will tell you that the only presidents who have really looked out for our good, I mean, since like back in the 1800s, were Lincoln, um, Kennedy, Reagan, and Trump. Literally, those four are the four whom I admire because they tried to do the right thing, and it didn't end well for most of them. And, you know, as you know, Reagan was had an attempted assassination, and I believe because of his background not being politics, he did not fight it till the death. But I'll tell you, he was, he's in good company. Yeah. What an incredible president. Well, as we introduce uh, uh, Ronald Reagan, uh, or almost <laughs> Ronald Reagan, um, he's, we're going to talk a little bit. It's going to set the stage for us to talk about uh, human trafficking today and what a big threat it is and some of the revelations that you've, uh, you've uh, discovered, Michelle. There, there's a phrase that you've yeah. used, I heard you say, is talking about uh, hidden bunkers. You used the phrase, phrase duns or dums or whatever. What is, what's that phrase? Dumb. So it's, so it's D U M. B.S. Dumb. And what does that and stand it, for? It stands, it stands for Deep Underground Military Bases. They are all over the world. There are ancient ones, and they call them all dumbs, even though some are ancient tunnel systems. But they're tunnel systems all underground, all over the planet, and they are used for trafficking and for hiding weapons, guns, drugs. So human trafficking and also trafficking of uh, weapons and things like that. Yes, absolutely. And and perhaps even trafficking uh, or or even the hideouts for bad guys when they need to hide and prepare for attacks and things like that. Foreign foreign troops literally hide in the dumps underground and... We can do a whole show on that one night. Yes, but we're going to talk about that a little bit after we introduce Ronald Reagan because he is going to be right. setting the stage for these things and other things. So, my listening friends, uh, with uh, great excitement that I'm getting ready to introduce you to Ronald Reagan point two zero, <laughs> And th- actually, this is impersonator Frank Sheldon, and uh, we're going to be dealing with a speech that Ronald Reagan gave uh, back in 1983 to the National Association for Evangelicals. And so he was talking to Christians, and uh, he, he, you know, he's between the eyes on his comments and things like that. So I'm going to be quoting some of the things that he said and ask uh, our, our version of, uh, of Ronald Reagan what might have he, he meant by those things. So, uh, Michelle, are you ready? I'm going to give you some opportunities to give some insights, too, to Ronald Reagan 2.0, if you're willing. I'm ready. Okay, my my friends, I want to introduce a series that we started back when I was doing some U.S. Tea Party radio with my friend and partner Bill Gruber uh, years ago when the Tea Party arose, and we created this segment that we're going to revive today and is called What Would Ronnie Say? My listening friends, are you ready to be introduced to almost Ronald Reagan? If you are, here we go. With all the troubles that we face today, it's time to ask what would Ronnie say? With all the troubles that we face today, what would Ronnie say? Here we go again. My friends, this is an opportunity for us to get a sense of what Ronald Reagan might have said during trying times, but we realize that those trying times are only setting the times and stage for trying times today. So, 
Mr. Reagan, what an honor to be able to do a time warp and speak with you or at least get an idea from your heart on what is going on now in America. We've needed your insight throughout the decades, uh, Mr. Reagan. What an honor to speak with you now. Uh, I, I, you mind if I take some quotes and ask your uh, insights on those from a speech you did in 1983 called the Evil Empire Speech, uh, Mr. President? Well, yes. Would you... What what uh, stirs your mind and heart when I talk about when I use the phraseology of evil empire? Then I'll ask some questions based on some of your earlier quotes. What comes to your mind? Well, Kaz, as you know, I had two great speechwriters. There was Peggy Noonan, and well, there's Kaz Taylor. <laughs> it, it's been a long time from '83, and well, I don't remember what you wrote, but I'm going to do my best to. Will you remember what I said? Okay. Well, I, uh, go ahead. Forgive me, Mr. Who, who would dare interrupt a president? Please forgive me. Will, you're doing a good job. Of interrupting or <laughs> carrying on the conversation. That's my problem. <laughs> and also, and someone, Mr. Go ahead. Someone asked me, how do you tell a communist? Well, it's someone who's read Marx and Lenin. How do you tell an anti-communist? Well, it's someone who understands Marx and Lenin. My, my, my. Well, we're going to get into those things based on your speech, and I want to introduce you, Mr. President, with uh, uh, Michelle Winder. She might ask a few questions as well. And uh, now, my listening friend, you need to know that Frank knows uh, 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 Ronald Reagan very closely, but he's Frank Shelton, not not Ronald Reagan, so got to give him a little space for that. So, Mr. Reagan, during your speech, uh, there are a couple points that I want to bring up and uh, give you, have you give us some insights. And I'm going to in, invite you to, to join us in the next segments as well. Now, I'm going to start with the first one here and have you give some insights on that. It's kind of humorous. You, you told a joke uh, uh, back then. You talked about uh, a politician and an evangelical minister were at Heaven's Gate uh, one day, and St. Peter, after doing the necessary formalities, you said he showed the, the, uh, the evangelical minister a nice, nice quarters, but when he showed the politician uh, his quarters, the quarters were remarkable, beyond imagination. And he said, you know, th- th- is there something wrong? Uh, why, does, why does the uh, holy man, the good man, get a single room and the, um, the politician gets such a remarkable mansion? And you said, we've got thousands and thousands of clergy. This is the first politician that ever made it. <laughs> so do, do, you, do you remember that? And give a quick thought on that, and then we're going to take a break and have you come back, Mr. Reagan, and also Michelle. So that was quite a line. You want to speak to a little bit about the, the difference between clergy and politicians who make it to heaven? <laughs> well, thankful for the grace. That makes all the difference. I, I will like to quote something that Jensen Franklin from Georgia recently said, and he said, quote, Christianity can survive without America, but America cannot survive without Christianity. Yes, at one time I was employed by the government, but even with Alzheimer's, I knew that our answer was not in government, it's still in God. Oh, my. 
Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Reagan. Would you stay with us? I know your time is fleeting, so would you mind staying with us for another segment? And Michelle, get ready to ask a, a question or two as well when we continue on Come Together San Diego with our very special guest, the voice of Ronald Reagan, when Come Together San Diego comes right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Kaz Taylor. With all the troubles that we face today, it's time to ask what would Ronnie say? With all the troubles that we face today, what would Ronnie say? There you go again. Well, my friends, we're back again with Come Together San Diego for another segment as we wind around to the top of the hour. We are talking with a an impersonator known as Frank Shelton who has a lovely reflection of Ronald Reagan. So, Mr. Reagan, it's good to have you back. Thank you. These things uh, are commercials, and you've heard many of them in your day. In fact, you've voiced a few, haven't you? Yes, um, that's how I got my start. Yes, yes, and no, no question that it is. You, you're a remarkable guy, and uh, you know the difference between acting and uh, being in the in politics is not so different. Sometimes, is it? <laughs> Correct. Sometimes I think they're all the same. My my, I'm gonna I'm gonna read to you a quote uh, that you gave, and then have you extrapolate on that on what further. Uh, definition or insights you want to give on this. Now, one of the things that you said in your speech called the evil empire that you gave to the National Association of Evangelicals in 1983 in Orlando, Florida, you said the American experiment in democracy rests on the following elements. And then you quoted uh, different uh, leaders in uh, in America. You said, uh, William Penn said, if, it, uh, if, if we will not be governed by God, we'll be governed by tyrants, and then explaining the inalienable rights of men, Jefferson said, uh, the God who gave us life gave us liberty at the same time. And then you said, and it was George Washington who said that of all the dispositions and habits which lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are indispensable supports. Looks like the presidents of the United States and leaders in America understood the value of high moral value and the Judeo-Christian benefits. Would you like to extrapolate further on that? those quotes that you gave during your National Association of Evangelicals Evil Empire speech, Mr. Reagan? Because when I think of the word American, the last four letters spell I can. Mm. And I was told as a young boy, I can you can, and, well, we can still do all things through Christ who gives us strength. I've always believed that one, America was not only an experiment, she was a city strategically placed on a hill. When we honor God, we shine brightly on that hill. But when we turn our back on God, we are no longer a hill, but a heap of dung. One honors the Lord, and well, other honors that sick, slimy snake. Mm. My mother told me, and I believed it to be true, that America, well, was a blessed land, set apart 
in a special way that some divine plan placed this great continent here between the oceans to be found by people from every corner of the earth who had a special love for liberty, freedom, and a courage to uproot themselves, leave home and friends whom they loved to come by faith to a land that was strange. And coming here, Cass, they created something new and all the history of mankind, a land where man is not beholden to government, but government would be beholden to man. Oh, my. Uh, President Reagan, what a remarkable insight. And sadly, that point of view is being tested more than we even know. And, Michelle, we've got just a minute or two left in this segment. I'm going to have uh, 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 President Reagan, if he would be willing to stay another segment, that would be great. But because in the next segment, we're going to talk about uh, clinics that subsidize things that they shouldn't be subsidizing and morality as seen um, uh in the Constitution versus how people are redefining that. So any quick thoughts, Michelle, and then uh, President Reagan, if you'd give a quick insight, and then we'll take a break. Michelle? Yes, well, I just, I absolutely loved that whole that whole thing because what God's really put on my heart today is that this is about, he's testing his people. Do we have faith? Do we trust in him? Is he ultimately the king of our heart? No matter who is in leadership, whether we agree with them or disagree with them, are we counting on them to be our savior? Or do we realize that God is our savior? God is our king. And I can't help think a lot lately about how the people begged for judges and for kings. And God gave them what they wanted rather than having him lead them. But it's always been his desire for him to be our ultimate leader. So as you, the Honorable President Reagan, were saying that, I totally see how God's brought it full circle since your days back to today, 2021, so that we can realize, hey, we need Jesus to be king. Period. Yes. Well, my, my I'm sorry. For, forgive me, Michelle. Go ahead. No, go on. Well, I'm just saying, if we're blessed with a great leader in between who honors God, then we are an extra blessed per- people. But we need to always remember God is our King, and He is the one we need to follow and listen to and get our self, our life from. Yes, literally. yes, yes, yes. Well, Mr. Reagan. President of the United States, what an honor to speak with you. I'm going to ask you if you'd be so kind to stay with us just a little bit longer because in the next segment, we're going to talk about how uh, clinics in in your day, medical clinics actually subsidize things that they shouldn't be subsidizing. And we know that uh, uh, that is going on today. And sadly, this uh, quote-unquote administration is embracing that more than the previous president he went went completely the other direction. So I'm going to have you speak to that. I'm going to quote a quote from you regarding these clinics back then and how that might uh, pay heed for us today. But also we'll talk a little bit about the socialism and communism uh, dangers back then and relate that to the president, the president um, and present <laughs> and future. So, uh, Mr. Reagan and uh, Frank Sheldon, uh, really an honor to have you and. Michelle Winder, we will be right back. 
You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Greg Hendricks, Rock Church, East County. God is doing a wonderful work in the city of San Diego and all over the world. He's uniting the hearts of the people, but most importantly, he's drawing us back to what our original purpose is, to love each other. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. With all the troubles that we face today, it's time to ask what would Ronnie say? the troubles that we face today what would Ronnie say well my listening friend we're back for one of uh, a couple more segments and come together San Diego keeping uh, the impersonator for Ronald Reagan Frank Sheldon with us we're going to talk about two important points about abortion and communism Hello, uh, Mr. President. Thank you for joining us uh, in this last portion. Now, I want to draw to your attention some of the phrases that you, I, I'm going to quote from when you did the um, what we what we call the uh, evil empire speech of 1983 in Orlando, Florida, to a bunch of evangelicals. <laughs> and let me give you a quote here, and I want you to give a little bit of insight on that, because this is really going to set the stage for the last portion of this segment and also the beginning of the following segment. But it's also going to talk about um, abortion. It was rearing its head in, in your days as it is now, but also uh, communism and um, socialism was rearing its head there, and things have progressed sadly more greatly now let me are you game to do that mr president yes very good and michelle be listening because this may be some uh ammo for our discussions to close this broadcast mr reagan mr reagan one of the things that you commented about about the federal government and what they fund and don't fund that may be adverse to what the people who voted them in want is you talked about federal government helping to fund and subsidize clinics, medical clinics, and the Congress has decreed that every effort should be made to maximize uh, uh, parental uh, participation, but nevertheless the drugs and devices that are prescribed are without parental consent or giving notification that after they have done so, the girls are termed sexually active, and they are replaced, those that word sexually active, with the word promiscuous, and they are given help in order to prevent this illegitimate, and then you said, abortion. Uh, one of the things that was really heavy on your heart is the abuse of a woman's right, rights to choose versus uh, the truth of the matter in abortion. Uh, I can't, uh, words can't describe how that has progressed in these days, Mr. President. Any thoughts on that? And then I'm going to change the gears a little bit. Uh, Mr. Reagan? Yes. Well, one of the main reasons that not only I ran for governor, but for the highest office in the land. Kaz and Michelle, I was always led to believe the nine worst letters strewn together in the English language was I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Freedom is, well, never more than a generation away. Some have made fun of me for Alzheimer's, but respectfully, I believe that dimension can also be in the first three letters of Democrats. 
it amazes me that all those who are pro-choice <laughs> on abortion will forget they had parents who were pro-life. Oh my. When I think yeah. of my Lord, I think of, well, there's love, there's liberty, and I'll throw in life. Yes. On the campaign trail, whether flying in on Air Force One or Marine One or in that nice black Cadillac, I met people of all walks of life. Because in our generation, we were selfless. Lately, I'm seeing a lot of selfish. Oh, my. Two years ago, I watched Governor Cuomo of New York, and it broke my heart. And I saw him get a standing ovation in the Big Apple when a bill could live and that babies could die. Oh, my, Mr. President. And not only will grieve my heart, but I saw God on his throne, and he's yeah. been weeping ever since. Oh, Mr. President. I, that, that, that's, Henry. that's heartrending, Mr. President. I'm going to make one other reference to a quote that you made regarding uh communism and socialism and this is going to set the stage for the remainder of this segment and this closing statement uh, set, uh, segment as well Mr. President it, one of the things that you said as you closed your speech which we call the evil empire that you delivered to the National Association of Evangelicals in 1983 you said as you were brought to the final point of this speech you said uh, during your first press conference as the president in answer to a direct question, you pointed out that as good Marxist-Leninists and Soviet communist leaders have openly and publicly declared that the only morality that they recognize is that which is going to further their cause, which is world revolution. What a, what a remarkable observation. And sadly, sadly, Mr. President, that is in effect today. Any thoughts on that as we're going to ha- have you go back about other things, and then we will talk about those things as we close this segment and, and, and summarize in the final segment. So the whole idea of the mentality of Marxist-Leninists and communist leaders is to publicly declare that the only morality that they recognize is that which will further their cause, which is world oh, revolution. Mr. President? Government's view of the economy could be summed up in a few short phrases. If it moves, tax it. If it keeps moving, regulate it. And if it stops moving, subsidize it. As <laughs> government does not solve problems, it subsidizes them. You know, Patrick Henry years ago said, quote, give me liberty or give me death. Lately, I've seen our culture rather sit on the couch and wait for another stimulus check. The Bible that I read says unless a man or woman works by the sweat of their brow, they don't deserve to eat. And more than ever, we need to work as unto the Lord. The Bible says whatever your hand finds to do, do it for his glory. And more than ever, we need to honor God, not government. I would like to close that I see abortion and communism go hand in hand. It's never failed to surprise me that those who will not advocate for the unborn, how can we trust them to have our best interest when we're alive? America doesn't need more of communism. 
It doesn't need socialism. And Lord knows it doesn't need materialism. What we need is evangelism. The answer is not in Stalin. It's in our Savior. And I love Lincoln, and I love our past presidents. I'm praying for Donald Trump tonight. But in closing, even Jesus will he trumps Trump. So more than ever, may they not get their eyes on Reagan, but the Redeemer. Not on a bush, but in the Bible. And not Carter or Clinton, but in Christ himself. Too many looked at Obama and not the omnipotent. Because God, not government, is where it's at. God bless you, and will God bless America. Oh, my. Thank you, uh, Mr. Reagan. Delightful president. Where are you now? I think your spirit uh, dwells in some hearts in America right now. Michelle, I'm so impressed by that. And Frank Shelton, thank you for a heart-rending insights on the heart and life and lifestyle and point of view of President Ronald Reagan. So, Frank, uh, you can get your get your regular voice back right now, and thank you for doing this. And Michelle, uh, you know, he the the president way even back then saw the abuse of uh, you know medical directives and abortion, uh, proclaiming things that really the large number of people in the United States do not like and has been couched as a woman's right to choose. Uh, And then we're going to also talk a little bit about this communism, socialism mentality. Any thoughts, Michelle? We have uh, maybe two two or three minutes in this segment. (laughs) I have about two or three hours worth of comments about that. I know you do. Yes, so I will say, um, yes, I, I love, you know, Frank, you just have a way with words. President Reagan, you have a way with words. Um, so the thing is, abortion is kind of the root of all of this. When Margaret Sanger started Planned Parenthood, she put them in black and brown neighborhoods. This is all about eugenics, and it is all completely tied with socialism and communism because they have been pushing, and one of the reasons I believe strongly that Reagan was shot and why Kennedy was assassinated is because they did not want the New World Order. This agenda for the New World Order has been coming from the elites for literally years and years and years, and abortion was part of that, as is trafficking and the terrible things they do, as is killing old people because they're taking up space on the earth. Mm. This is not, all of this is all surrounding the New World Order, the elites being in control, and gaining, you know, having this, a generation who's just willing to be sheeple and go along with whatever these criminals, literally these diabolical criminals, want. Oh, my. my and, um, yeah, my. it didn't, it was way before Reagan's time that oh, it started. Yes, 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 the evils of the evil empire preceded Reagan for sure. And here we are right now, and the threat for we Judeo-Christian people, uh, the, the threat of those who of us who really embrace and love the Constitution, we see the threat of the loss of Judeo-Christian values. We see the loss of our Constitution right before our eyes. But Michelle, and uh, I, I want to say, uh, Frank Shelton, you have some insights that are going to 
provide hope for people. We're going to deal with these things in the last segment if you are game to do that. My listening friend, I wish we had a lot more time. We could really uh, extrapolate things from this. And Michelle hardly even fired the first shot. (laughs) But we're going to talk about these things uh, in the last segment and tie these together. And my listening friend, I want you to know that there's every reason to be hopeful because God is watching this and God has strategic plans that you haven't even considered yet in the works and ready to show themselves soon in a nation near you. We will talk more about this when Michelle Winder and Frank Shelton and I come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Phew! Wow! Zing, zang, zowie! Things have been uh, presented to us that we need to meditate and premeditate on. My listening friend, I hope you've been thrilled by some of the insights. Now it's time to, uh, shall we say, tie some of the loose strings together. We... (laughs) Here we have one segment left, and we're going to talk about abortion. We're going to talk about socialism and communism, please. Well, or one word, world government, please. But I want my listening friends, you to know that uh, Michelle Winder, who is a lover of God, as is Frank Shelton, we have, we've been looking behind the scenes on things, and God has given us some insights that there's every reason to be hopeful with what's going on here, while many may count the likelihood of God intervening even right now in the midst of these contrary times and different contrary people, uh, uh, there's more hope than you can imagine. And uh, why don't you set the stage for this, Michelle, and I'm going to have Frank Shelton uh, and formerly voice of Ronald Reagan (laughs) give his input as well. So every reason to be hopeful, I know... There's not a whole bunch of time left here, but why don't you give some uh, exciting things that you see, and I'm going to invite people to your uh, unredacted truth broadcast as well. Yes. Uh, Michelle Winder. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, yeah, there's just so much, and I want to tie this together with abortion and trafficking because I will tell you all, God gave me a word back in 2015 before Donald Trump was even the Republican candidate. He was one of the nominees, but he had not. There were still, I think, 16 or 18 people running for the Republican candidacy. God told me that Trump would triumph. And I'll tell you, I, I thought him about it. God knows me. You know, you guys, don't, don't be so holier than thou with God. He knows the depths of our heart. You might as well be real because he already knows you better than you do. <laughs> but um, God told me that that he was playing his trump card, and he told me specifically that he himself was stepping into time to rescue his children from trafficking and abortion because the church, we the church, has not done it. And I have seen him do that. President Trump, his first month in office, started Operation Rescue, and he has rescued hundreds of thousands of children and arrested tens of thousands of perpetrators. The reason I tell you that is because the media is not telling you the truth. You don't know that everything you're seeing, this whole corrupt cabal, is all about trafficking. It's about trillions of dollars in selling human beings and doing way worse things. 
So that said, to set the stage, I want to give you the, the hope that what I know absolutely sure is the Lord told me that President Trump is going to serve four more years, and it's not going to be in 2024. He is coming back this year, and you don't have to believe me. I don't mind. You can think I'm nuts. What I know is God told me that, and it wasn't because we're such amazing people. It's because God is in control here. He is shaking the United States, and he is revealing, exposing the deepest levels of corruption, including what the left stands for, which is abortion, trafficking, socialism, and communism. God is exposing that through all that Biden is doing right now. But I will tell you, I had a long call with my very closest source involved with President Trump last night, and he said not to worry. All these things that Biden is doing, pretending that they're executive orders and laws, none of them will come to pass because he ha- there is a gatekeeper in the military who is keeping his new laws from coming to pass. So don't worry about the border wall coming down and trafficking starting all over and all that. We're about to see God move in a way that our generation has never experienced. And I was raised from the dead, so that says a lot. <laughs> my, my listening friend, I want you to pay attention to what, what Michelle Winder said. She's she's not a, a person that speaks uh, fluffery. She speaks from her, right. her heart, but she also <laughs> speaks facts. And in, in the mouth of two or more witnesses is a thing established. So she has this on solid intelligence, and she knows stuff, and she... I want you to know that it's not over. You think that it might be over because of the way that the news projects this and things like that, but you need to have hope. Frank, I'm going to give it to you for a minute or two, and then we're going to close this with words of confidence and expectation. Frank Shelton. Amen. Well, I've also, and and thank you, Michelle, for that. Um, That's a confirmation. For the last five years, I've been on a national task force on human sex trafficking, particularly where young people are being abducted. And uh, we're dealing with some of the highest level professional athletes, former Super Bowl winners. Um, Matter of fact, um, we had been meeting, um, some of our team had already had meetings with Ivanka at the White House. We were in process of doing a big event last year at the African-American Smithsonian. And we were bringing Hollywood and top-tier pro athletes and executives, and we thought, what better place than where there was slavery in the African-American community in the past to enlighten modern-day slavery today in the African-American Museum and roll up our sleeves, you know, black, white, rich, poor, Republican, Democrat, and agree that slavery is wrong. Um, what she said is absolutely correct. Uh, adrenochrome is something that is beyond evil. There are high-list stars in many venues that have been trying to get a youthful look by playing with the blood of children. They're not only using them for sexual pleasure, they're using them as a satanic ritual. Um, Bill Gates' father not only was an original founding board member of Planned Parenthood, but at one time he was at the top of Planned Parenthood. Who did you say? Bill Gates. Oh, my. And when yeah. he was seven years yeah. old, he would sit at the dining room table, and he heard a term at seven that was music to his ears, depopulation. And in his TED Talk in, like, 2015, Bill Gates said, quote, if we do the vaccines right, 
we can depopulate the earth 10 to 15 percent. And when I rewinded it, I thought, well, this great philanthropist, was he talking about reducing the debt 10 to 15 percent? No, he was no. reducing population 10 to 15 percent. Oh, my. And I said the far left looks at BG, Bill Gates, like the right reveres BG, Billy Graham. Oh, my. Bill Gates, and we yeah. pray for him. In his own words, his agenda is to depopulate the earth. My former boss, Billy Graham's agenda was to populate heaven. And apart from Christ, respectfully, Bill Gates is no Billy Graham. And we need to pray tonight for the Gates. We need to pray. And here's just food for thought. And this is a fact. But Speaker Pelosi, uh, the day last year, January 25th, 2020, was the first patient zero to land on soil in Seattle, was the first patient zero that had the coronavirus. It was the same day she filed impeachment hearings against President Trump. Oh, my. my, my. what's interesting, yeah, so I'm just saying there's a lot at play. Uh, Lincoln was shot. Kennedy was shot. Reagan was shot. And uh, where they, uh, he wasn't shot, a lot of people would love to see Trump gone. But I'm saying, I'll leave you with this. My former boss, when Billy Graham pastored 13 presidents, they said, are you after the right wing or the left wing? And he said, I'm after the whole bird. Everybody needs Jesus. Oh, my, my. Frank Sheldon yeah. and, and Michelle Winder, thank you so much for joining us on this show. It's about time for us to sign off. It went too fast, and you and I will both agree on that. You, We three will agree on that. My listening friend, here, here's the deal. And I can extrapolate from what Frank said and from what Michelle said and some of the intel that I have as well. Don't be down in the dumps about what the dangers you see in your face are. Understand, this is the kind of situation, if you believe in God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, if you believe in Christ, if you believe in the miracles that are espoused in the Bible that you hopefully read every day or frequently, that same God that caused uh, 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 solutions where there were no solutions and salvations yeah. where there were, where was no hope of salvations is alive and well today. And we are going to expect and ex- and see events of biblical proportions upon this nation, this one nation under God. And I can tell you that from absolute confidence that we ain't yeah. seen nothing yet. So collectively, I, 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 what I'm going to ask is Michelle and Frank and Kaz all to collectively say that word that you just said And as we close this show. My friends, thank you, uh, Michelle Winder. Thank you, Frank Shelton and Kaz. Know to keep the faith because God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And Frank and Michelle and Kaz all said, Amen! See you later! Thanks for joining Kaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on K-Praise.